Hi everyone. Um, my name is Kendra Scarrow. I'm 41 years old. I live in Langley, British Columbia. And I have no idea about podcasts. I have never used it until this moment. Um, gonna do my best trying to speak and think and explain because I am so ill and it's very hard to do this. Um, the reason why I am doing this uh, is because I have um, a genetic disease that I was born with. It is called Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. It is a connective tissue disease. It is spelled E-H-L-E-R-S. D-A-N-L-O-S then syndrome. Um, my story is very long and complicated. Um, in general, in spite of being born with the genetic codes of this disease. I was born suspectedly healthy. Uh, I was a good weight. I breastfed very well. I appeared to thrive. I was born tongue-tied, which they clipped um, as an infant. Only now, um, at 41 years old, do I learn that it's not done enough and causes developmental problems when it's not taken care of properly. Only recently do they have enough um, enough of just starting to investigate the effects of a tongue tie that's not properly taken care of and what it can do to the body and what it can lead to to deteriorate when you get older as the tongue tie gets worse. Um, everything from hormones, to digestion, to your body's structure, to the structures of your throat, to the cranial structures and how you develop. Um, all through your tissues, also your spine. Um, 
for me, little by little, I always had something I was dealing with, but I always tried to prevail through. Um, I never succeeded like everyone else, but in general, I feel that in spite of my situation, I did pretty damn good. It wasn't easy, but I still loved my life. Um, I had to fight a huge battle. Um, in 2009, around Christmas time, I was trying to um, help my health. I used to be a smoker and I used to eat like crap. <laughs> um, little do most of us know back when you're younger how you actually should be eating to take care of your health. They teach us terrible things and society about what's good for you to eat and what's bad. <laughs> um, milk, uh, pasteurized dairy milk. It's crap. <laughs> Packaged foods. Don't touch it. Um, they're Suggestions. Get more calcium. Too much calcium is very bad for the body. And it's in a lot of our packaged foods. Not to mention the other chemicals they put in. Um, they really are not helping to balance our bodies to thrive. They teach us so many false things. And that's just the beginning. You're even more sensitive when you're struggling with a genetic disease. So some people, maybe you'll be able to overcome eating like crap and they can do it till they're 90 and have a very productive life. While the rest of us just can't. We are not robots. And our medical treats us like we are. They have not advanced. In Canada. We are very behind. Um, I can go on and on and on forever about this. But back to my story, is that when I tried to get healthier, my body betrayed me. I cannot explain why. I wish I could. Um... I think if things were done the right way, I could have had a better chance. 
but as young as with the tongue tie, I started choking on food at a very young age and developed anxiety, developed panic attacks, and it was preventing me from thriving already at that point. Um, it was dismissed by medical as a child acting out. And it's very disgusting. That's the number one thing that they need to start paying better attention to. Is proper tie cutting of the, of the tongue tie. Um... As it goes on, these vaccines, <laughs> they're not made properly. They um, are kind of more pro for it. If it weren't full of junk, they're beating the purpose. The men that invented vaccines, he had no intention for the toxic materials that they put in there. He had a vision to help people become immune to the diseases, but not being poisoned at the same time. This is another thing that's very wrong when it comes to connective tissue disease. We cannot handle it more so than others. Um, when I was 32 years old and I first became ill, it caused me bad sinus problems and there was no ENT that would help it. Um, I spent over a year being bed bound with no help and, um, them right away labeling me as somatoform, which is what they do to everyone. <laughs> if it's not easy, then you're considered somatoform. It was by the grace of God that I managed to overcome it by about 85%. I never got up to 100%, but I was able to um, basically get back to at least being able to enjoy life, function, take care of myself for the most part. And I went on a mission trying to find out why that even happened. What did I have? What was going on with my body? Because I still had symptoms in which I was able to manage then. But it continued to, little by little, 
progress. And I kept toughing it out. Because uh, that's what I did. I always fought through as much as my body would actually allow me to. Um, but little by little, there was a little something more and a little something more. And the more I continued to try and be healthy, uh, going to the gym, being very proactive in a proper diet, nutrition, um, suspecting I had Lyme disease, um, trying to treat such suspected Lyme disease. Thousands of dollars with the help of my parents who really did not have to do that. And uh, bless them for trying. Um, but it wasted a lot of money. Just for me to deteriorate, get worse. Um, leading up to finding out that I have this genetic disease of Ehlers-Danlos that have been has not had enough awareness in Canada. I am not the only one with it that is getting ignored, abused, neglected care, fighting for their lives, broke, and still called crazy even though they have the diagnosis of the disease. They get enough suffering, they can't even get a dignified death. Excuse me. I, um... I was raised in a Christian home. I learned my faith on my own and not because it was programmed into me. I suffered many times. I should have been dead even from other such um, causes like severe car accidents. This should have wiped me out. Um... Other infections that I had contracted, um, just very eventful life. <laughs> uh, when I think about everything, I am shocked I've made it to this age that I am. Um, Anyhow, um, I'm losing my train of thought and my story to get to 
the point of my podcast. My lasting purpose is to express my wishes and expose what needs to get exposed. At least maybe my death will not be in vain and maybe help this medical system to smarten up. We need a program that's protecting us patients and that overrides the doctors that are abusing us. I have been constantly in contact with all the organizations, societies, political parties, with all my ability and um, barely any strength to fight being this ill. I have fought trying to get help, only to always be shut down that they cannot control what the doctors do. It really makes you wonder why the heck we have these organizations and political uh, bodies in office that do nothing. They're getting a cushioned paycheck for doing nothing for the people. And that really makes me angry. We have a health minister that can't even override the doctors that abuse us. That's a disgrace and it's disgusting. That needs to change. We need a society that's going to fight for getting something to change in that way. Um, we need awareness for the rare diseases. We need better care. Um, a rare disease is just and as important as a person with heart disease or cancer or stroke, but we're not getting rights to what Canada tells us, that we all deserve equal care. We all have the same rights, but we really don't. We're being lied to about that. It needs to change. Um, Canada needs to stop also being so thrifty with the universal health care money and needs to put m- more cash into advancing into developing um better care um we are probably got to be at least 20 years or so behind of the advancements that the US has 
and probably even more with the um, other countries. Um, I can just go on and on and on about this. But here I am. I am three years of decline severely. Um, of this connective dis- disease, along with something else, and I don't know what it is. There's something else that really deteriorated in my body. And what developed in every way. And, um, I don't know what it is. Um, I know a lot of things that can be masked in medical tests, including cancer, as I had an aunt that, that was misdiagnosed of it for eight years. The possibilities are endless. All I know is, as much as they want to be in denial, this is very real. And it's not somatoform. I have countless pictures saved on my phone of my deterioration. I have countless of scans and reports of deterioration to my body in which they continue to ignore. The more that was found, the more was ignored. I tried everything alternatively that I possibly could. Everything rejected. Every alternative practitioner who are very kind and tried gave up. I had one glimmer of hope in late May of 2017. When a $65,000 trip and surgery to Mexico for one of the rare conditions I had acquired actually gave me my life back um, practically overnight. Um, it gave me my life back for about a month, but something else took over. I don't know what. And it was one thing after another and after another. And, uh, and it came to in about May or June of 2018. Or a GP says to me, where he wondered, he wondered with the evidence and the track record that I had, 
if I did get all the surgeries that I needed. Would my body even recover? Would it let me have my life back? Would it be successful? It really got me thinking to the reality um, because before that I just had hope and hope and hope hoping that surgeries would cure everything um, as I started to think more in reality which is very hard because no one wants to give up their life but I had to come out of the the stage of denial and I saw what he meant and uh, I knew it for myself I think I always knew it I just needed to hear the words to admit that there was probably no, no way to go back to get my body back to the way it was where like it wasn't perfect but I was able to enjoy life and function. I miss those days incredibly. I had then made the decision. Um, even though I had always believed the assisted dying was wrong. When you get into the um, position like I've been left in, you real, you just, it just changes everything. You just see everything that you had always thought to believe and accept and. Uh, It just changes. It just changes and you see things differently. Um, it came to a lot of soul searching. A lot more uh, reading with the Bible. Praying. So much. Um. And uh, I applied, apply, sorry, applied for the main program in July of 2018, only to come to realize that I had another big battle on my hands. The main program is fairly new, and it's full of flaws. There is about as backward as the medical is. Um, I definitely have met all the criteria by the government website for the main program. Um, however, there's something they're doing with um. And I don't know what it is. Um, 
I think they're just underhanded and dirty as the rest of medical. They, um, excuse me. Um, in my situation, being that I don't have a normal or common diagnosis that is known to be understood like cancer or stroke um i had to present <laughs> 20 or more different conditions that i've have been diagnosed with um I was told I didn't really have to have a really clear-cut diagnosis um, to qualify. You know, ones that they would really understand. Um, but they really didn't stick to what I was told. Um, oh, I've tried to present pictures of my deterioration of my body which is very evident and clear about how severe it's been um the details are endless um the very long list of the records of everything that was found wrong in my body um I just, I did everything by the book. And, uh, I wanted it done before I got too bad to even be manageable for my parents that were forced into this. And they never, ever got me the proper care. Um, friend of life and severe disability. Uh, my poor parents are very worn out. Uh, it's even disgusting that they know that my father had had to, uh, have a quadruple bypass and suffered strokes during surgery and uh, he's even been forced to care for me as he's supposed to be recovering it's disgusting they've done this I uh I've had countless of nightmares about my progression um, causing my dad so much stress that it killed him. <sighs> I have used my social media to try to expose this 
Um, so something might be done to change this. I tried everything um, to advocate. Um, tried with reporters. <laughs> For some reason, the hay seemed to want to walk away from all of this. Also, there was one reporter that wanted to take the story, but he needed me to be well enough to um, write a very descriptive, long, investigative report. And I ran out of time and my stability for that. That would have been a great expose. Uh, I I have suspicion that there, there's some sort of discrepancy somewhere where I feel that um, the main program... I think is covering up for the lack of care in the medical system. So they have denied me. And, uh, or they kept saying that they didn't have evidence or could see death in foreseeable future. Um, in technicality, foreseeable future of death is within five years, and there's no way I would live five years. Um, evidence, well, I portrayed a lot, and uh, I was even denied my right for the proper in-person assessment that is required for the program. The doctor would not do her job. Um, I have even wondered, as I see reports online, that the government is not paying these doctors properly to do assessments and to carry out the deed. A lot of them are just not doing their job because they're just not even getting paid. Um, and then with the suspicion that they want, don't want to admit that my death has come to this due to the lack of medical care for my condition. Um, my GP, he, he had admitted that he felt that my disease was going to lead to my death. Um, he's admitted to me in text messages, um, I saw the email where he emailed my father admitting the same. Um, he filled out the forms that were needed and um, it then moved along to the main program, which is supposed to do the proper second assessing, which never happened. As soon as... Um, he was spoken to by the main program. Something changed in him, and he started to act like 
I wasn't really dying like he thought. <laughs> it's very suspicious. Um, I also feel that he came to care about us a lot. And um, when you have family doctor that may grow an attachment, you know, to appreciate a patient, that's, that's just doesn't bring objectable. Um, I don't know what the discrepancy is, what went wrong, what happened. There's several theories that I just presented. Um, however, um, It, it it even came to a point, and I don't know what disease is doing this, but my cranium, my cranium shrunk. It deformed. My whole head is not the same, and I'm not the only one that touched it to feel the difference. Um, my GP acknowledged it. He could tell. An osteopath could tell. Uh, countless of friends saw the change in my face structure and my body deteriorating. Uneducated people could see it with their naked eye. <laughs> Um, I have to cut this short. I think I got my point across about my story. I have uh, even t uh, put appointed a friend. I have given her all of my documents my medical files, my scans. She has seen me in the state. She's met my family. Um, I've given her access to <laughs> as much more social media I can even recall of my passwords. Um, I have asked her to tell my story. But today I had a conversation with someone else who suggested podcast to uh, even get my voice out there. Um, so that's why I'm doing this podcast. The bottom line of um, my purpose, um, my hope that through this something can change. Um, I think I already expressed very clearly 
my wishes, my prayer that um, there's better awareness and help and care for the rare diseases. Uh, Allers, Downlows, Lyme disease, um, Eagle syndrome, um, anything connected to Allers, Downlows, which is a very long list of conditions that complicate um everything you know we need we need chronic care hospitals we need to have a hospital where someone with chronic conditions can go to where they're taken care of uh as well as like an ER would take care of a broken leg. Um, ERs are not suitable for chronic illnesses. We need something more. We need something different. Um, uh, oh, what else? Um, Yeah, um, we need to, um, <laughs> like I said, have someone overriding the doctors that aren't doing their job at made. Um, there's also another condition that needs to get addressed, and this is infection of the jawbone. Um, there is not proper testing there. <laughs> they, they, they need to be doing biopsies. Um, there, there's, uh, they're not taking proper care of our mouths. Um, I... The, this was another thing I was neglected for in my health. My wisdom teeth were starting to grow in when I was about 18 years old. They gave me pain. I had them scanned. I had dentists telling me that they were okay and they were going to be okay left in there. That I only had to have surgery if I wanted to. Um, only to later find out that your wisdom teeth roots never stop growing. My wisdom teeth root grew so badly, it went all the way to the bottom of my jaw and wrapped around a nerve. And it got to the point where no surgeon even wanted to touch it and it became infected in there. And then they debated about infection even being in there to probably save their own asses. And uh, it was never cut out. It was never taken out. There's still a root tip left in my jaw. Um, that could be a contributing factor. I I really 
I don't know anymore because there's so many things of malpractice that were brought upon me. And uh, you don't know which one to blame. And I don't think there is one to blame. I think there is many to blame for me. And that's what's made me so complicated. Um... So, that's my story. Um, And uh, that's um, that's my legacy I hope to leave behind. That, uh, as much as I know it pisses off the medical and the community to expose this, that's the only way that, uh, things get done is when people speak up and we do get punished for it. (laughs) And I have been greatly punished for it. Um... But if it actually makes a difference, it's well worth it. And uh, with with this, I have to sign off. Um, because I can't even barely speak anymore. It hurts too bad. And... Uh, I just always feel like there's so much more to say and I just don't even know what. (laughs) And, uh... uh, Anyhow, uh... I know this is long and drained out. And, uh... Um... Please, please spread awareness. Please fight. Um, please, everyone, please call all of the organizations. Please call the political people. Please call the reporters. Please take this podcast and share it. Please share it and get it exposed. Blow this out of the water. Um, please make something of this so others can be saved. Please let's work hard together and make a change. Thank you.